It's... it's coffee break. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Oh, <laughs> I thought sorry. you were doing the testing, testing. We just did that. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was talking about my farming uh, game. I was looking at my phone. <laughs> so we're recording this Monday night like usual. Yeah. Uh, the Bills just beat the Steelers, which yeah. was great for me. I hate Steelers, and I love the Bills. The Bills are my new adopted team. Playoffs are looking good. It's been a lot of football. Yep. Run down into the Super Bowl, which will also be a fun thing to see. Who's playing in the Super Bowl, uh, performance-wise, halftime? I I don't think they've announced it yet. Okay, well, that's in like a month. Well, they have announced it. I have not paid attention. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like Billie Eilish. Probably something. <laughs> oh. um, can't be Taylor Swift. <laughs> she's not going to make it. The Bills are going to crush the Chiefs, and that's going to be fun. This episode, uh, I know also tonight, because of the strikes in Hollywood, mm-hmm. they pushed back the Emmys. The Emmys usually happen in the fall. Okay. They pushed it back to tonight, Martin Luther King's birthday. Yep. No. Junior. No. no, it's not his birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday. I thought this was the day he died. No. What? No, it's his birthday. Is it? Yeah. Well, Martin Luther King MLK Day. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Uh, yeah, so it's going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. We don't get it because it's streaming on Fox and you got to pay way more money just to watch Fox. It's not worth it. Boo. <laughs> Plus the information you get from Fox is not worthy of knowing. Yes. <laughs> so next week's will be about the Emmys. Yes. Just to let you know, the primetime Emmys will be episode 111. This is 110. We're up to 111 already? This is 110. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of weird to be typing in for the script. Mm-hmm. We're back when we had our, our tiny little numbers, just breaking 10. Now we're at 110. Crazy. Yeah, uh, it's been a long journey. Uh, last week... Yeah. I finished up Dead Space. Mm-hmm. I've been playing my second playthrough. Um, a lot easier. I imagine, now that you know what you're doing. Yep, the lore makes a little more sense. And there's still weird glitches and bugs. But most of the week was consumed because of new shows just dropping. Yeah, lots of we watched a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was pretty good. And a lot of it was really bad. Well... <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, I'm going to kick this whole episode off with the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. The rumor mill be churning it out. Well, last week there were rumors, or it was a analyst. Yeah. A, from the industry talking about what the Switch 2 will be. Yeah. Switch 2 is right now just the name holder. Yeah, it's not That gonna... is not the official title for it. I, I highly doubt that I will go with that. I figured out the best name for it. Mm-hmm. And you gotta agree it was the best name for it. Yes. The Switcheroo. No. The Switch It Up no. As You Flow. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Call it the Super Switch. Yeah, that's what everyone said when the new 3DS came out. Yeah, just call it the Super call 3DS. Call it the Super 3DS. You had a whole naming scheme. <laughs> You've been doing this for years. <laughs> And it would be a great way to be like, hey, this is not the Switch. This is a juiced up Switch. And it won't be as confusing as like the Wii U where a lot of people were like, oh, it's an an add-on. It should have. It really should have been an add-on. It should have. It really should (laughs) have. It's interesting that the Wii U has that 
uh, controller yeah, like with the screen. Yeah, you can tell what they were aiming for. But it doesn't make sense until you get to the Switch, and you're like, oh, that's what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Switch 2 apparently will feature the same thing. It'll just be as strong as a PS4. Yes. And the games will be much larger. And that is due to... Um, there's new patents out there for it. Mm-hmm. For the cartridges. Constantly making updates to computers and whatever. Uh, what they're going to be able to do is fit a micro SD yeah. card into the cartridge. It's A lot of people are complaining that, oh, it's only going to be as powerful as the PlayStation 4. And it's like, yeah... Think about how huge your PlayStation 4 is. If you have seen one or own one, you, the listener. Two. How huge is that machine? And now imagine Nintendo's making it capable to fit in your pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. I pocket my Switch lights all the time. Yeah. I just walk around with a Switch in my pocket. Lots of times you'll just, like, pull it, like, we'll be in bed, and then you just pull it out somewhere. It's like, what? (laughs) When did you even... (laughs) And then I pull out my phone in my other pocket. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just need screens because I'm a millennial. And if they made it more, like, like, and the other thing is it's going to be still be affordable this way. As affordable as they can. Well, the, uh... The guy from the industry was saying that it'll probably start selling around four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's about what I expected. That's two hundred over what the Switch is. Is it uh, really? Yeah, the Switch is two hundred bucks right now. When the Switch came out, what was that? 2017, 2018? It, it was a while ago. It was only three hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, but now I getting stronger. It's going to have to be more expensive. Also, oh. everything's getting more expensive. So the new rumor is that the release date for the Switch 2 will be September of this year. I'm not sure if I believe that. I do. I this think... makes a lot of sense to me to release the console slightly before the holidays. Because you're going to get the influx of people who need to have it now. Mm-hmm. And then the kids who will get it for Christmas. Or, guess, or the holidays, right? I guess I'm I'm like, wouldn't you want to announce that, like pretty or like a year in advance, so people could get ready to buy it, like be pre prepared. But I guess that doesn't necessarily, like, as long as you announce it a few months in advance. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it will be a few months. Uh huh. And then, because think about it, the big shopping holiday takes place between, like, mid of October to. December twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 would be plenty of time. And who's your real target audience with this new switch? Everybody. Technically, kids. I guess it's kinda. Are you gonna give a four hundred piece of equipment to a kid? Uh, yeah, they walk around with iPads. True. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for the switch. I. This weekend, I went out and bought a game for the Switch. You did? You caved? I caved, I did it, and I got Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, how far are you? Have you finished the tutorial yet? So, I'm still in the tutorial. (laughs) Don't expect much progress from me. I'm going to slowly do this, I'm going to do the whole thing. Because basically, this game is going to tie me over until the new Pokemon game. Yeah, which is, we don't even have an idea when that's going to happen. <laughs> like usual coffee breaks, we will talk about Pokemon at the very end. Yes. <laughs> okay, the next thing. There, there's not much going on again. Award season. Yep. Football playoffs. Basketball starting to begin. This is just a natural progression of winter. Yep. Uh, one thing that I reported on 
in our episode earlier was Rebel Moon on Netflix. Yeah. That the extended cut would come out before the second part, Scargiver. Yeah. Which Zack Snyder has recently revealed that uh, Scargiver will still come out in uh, April. Mm -hmm. And the extended, what's the first one? Child of Fire? Yeah. Will be in summer. So, so we'll know the story before the extended comes out. Which, I mean, I guess it might be a crapshoot no matter what he does. I don't think people are going to be interested to watch it uh, regardless because the first part was pretty bad. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's terrible and there's no reason to go back and watch it. But it's kind of a fun little project for me because I like bad movies. I'm just, I'm so like in love with hating this film now. <laughs> yeah, and now I want to see how this goes. In this little interview where he was telling us these release dates, mm -hmm. right? He didn't say when in summer. He just said summer. Mm -hmm. And then he was talking about the process with uh, Netflix. And basically, he came up to them and said, I have this script. And it was a 200-page script, which he described as the size of a phone book. Okay. If you don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, are phone books a thing? Do people know what they are anymore? Like the kids these days? <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, what a waste of paper they were. Mm -hmm. Netflix was like, there's no way you want us to do a rated R movie with a 200-page script. And so they bargained into breaking it down into two parts, and then they bargained into having a PG-13 cut of it. I feel like Netflix is stupid. I, I bet his original vision would have made sense. And the things they're like nitpicking about is probably what's made them so bad so far. Apparently it's rated R because of nudity. Oh, that's it? Mm -hmm. Not violence? No, he said there is blood, but mostly it's because it's just nudity. Just Cora's walking. She doesn't even have her, like, like overalls. She just walks around totally topless the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her overalls were all CGI. That's a joke. <laughs> um, that, I don't know. We're going to see come on, or, uh, April. Yeah. So that was very interesting to me. And then uh, today I was reading this very interesting article in IGN. I don't know who posted it where first because these freelance article writers can go to different sources and write mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. But it was about how streaming is changing. Yes. And this has been a thing happening, yeah, especially been, last year. The discussion has been floating around for a while now. And it, they use Paramount Plus as an example here. Mm. When Paramount Plus came to be, Paramount said, this is going to be your go-to place for Star Trek. Yeah. And they had all the Star Trek stuff on A there. Big, big thing, I remember. And then, recently, they got rid of the first ten films, leaving you only with the Chris Pine trilogy, mm -hmm. uh, Star Trek, Into Darkness, and Beyond. And Paramount Plus isn't even that old. No. It's like two or three years, and they're already, like, pulling out on their on their ideas that they have. You can still watch all the Star Trek shows. Yeah, but... but they got rid of the movies. So and if you we want... don't know where they are. They're just sitting in limbo. Yeah. We're going to have so much lost media now. Like Willow, the TV show. Yep. That's now lost media. Unless someone... Someone for sure did that. But, like, that's crazy that people are have worked, like, we could very easily let them just be streamed somewhere, but instead corporations are 
getting rid of them arbitrarily because they might make more money without it there? Well, so the HBO Max thing mm-hmm. with uh, Batgirl. Yeah. Still does not make sense to me on paper. No. For how much effort was made and put into that, and then for them to not even have finished the cut. Yeah. To kill it off and write it off for taxes. That doesn't make sense. I feel like if you had released that, you would have gained more new audience because it's a female Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Or Batgirl Brendan is female. Frazier was the villain. He was like Firefly. popping off at that time. <laughs> and it, it's Batman. Yeah. You know, Michael Keaton was going to be Batman in this one. Everyone's got, like, people still had a bit of superhero fever. Yeah, and so to write that off and just get rid of it, it's still bizarre to me. The the one that Willow does confuse me, because I truly don't understand. They spent all the time and effort to make the show, Yep. and if it's just sat on your platform, people might eventually come around to watch it. Mm -hmm. You just get rid of it? Do you have to pay someone to keep it sitting on your platform? Like, like... Did you not own it? <laughs> Is that why it's not on your platform? <laughs> uh, it's a Lucas thing, and they own Lucas. Mm-hmm. So that that makes no sense there. They would own it also. Yeah. Disney would have owned that upright. I think it was really dumb of them to make a TV series called Willow based on a movie called Willow when Willow came out in, what, the late 70s, early 80s? Yeah. And then you made... A TV show called Willow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also... There's a lot of things wrong with that show. (laughs) It was weird. It was. It was very weird, especially if you watched the movie. I was a fan of the movie as a kid because they re-released it. Yeah. They kind of like retroactively ruined some characters. Yep. Like, oh, Mad Mardigan, he was never around to be a good dad. And it's like, oh, cool. I love knowing that about my fun my fan favorite characters is that they sucked at being parents <laughs> and the, the reason why they did that yeah is because uh val kilmer who mm-hmm. played mad morgan when he was much younger mm-hmm. he's not in the greatest shape right now and you could have just had but him he's he's be, in maverick he could have just been dead in the story of willow it changed nothing <laughs> yeah and then when we just recast him because like whatever <laughs> Right? It's been enough time you could recast them. We understand why you would need to. <laughs> so the whole idea of this article was about how if you want to watch something and now streaming platforms are like, we once had this, we no longer have it, how do you watch it? Mm-hmm. Do we have to go back to owning physical or digital copies of these movies? Wow. We're just going back around full circle. So is, is uh, the major studios... And this is going to be the question of the week. Are we going to allow the major studios to bully us into this situation where we have to go back to buying DVDs or digital copies? Yeah. Which some things make sense to buy digital copies. Like Saw isn't streaming anywhere, mm-hmm. even though it's technically a Warner Brothers movie. Also, some things are really hard to find. Like, didn't you buy Young Guns 2? Yes. Young Guns 2 is incredibly difficult to find. Because no one... You can't find the DVD for it. It's impossible. No one's uh, streaming it. And finally someone... My my parents have the DVD. Yeah? And it's the, one of those DVDs where the cover is cardboard. <gasps> and the side is plastic. And it 
hooks in. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and you yeah. open it up and it's just basically cardboard that wraps around the disc. That's so And gross. then the disc is double-sided if you want full screen or widescreen. Oh. Yes. And so, and they didn't even restore it. They just put it on a disc. Nice. <laughs> Great. Well, well, like Young Guns, and I know I'm talking about older movies from the 80s. Mm -hmm. Young Guns was digitally re-restored for Blu-ray. Well, that's the thing. And I have that cut. My dad thought I was really dumb for buying it. I still have it, and I watch it multiple times every year. You do. Lots of times I'll wake up because the uh, main menu has, like, random, like, gun firing noises because yeah. it's like a shootout. And so I'll wake up in a panic because <laughs> I just hear gun firing noises because you've fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, no, so that, especially, like, the older movies. Like, uh, to jump ahead a little bit, uh, like, we watched The Exorcist. Yes. It, like, old films like The Exorcist... And even older than that, like, there's one m movie I watched at university called uh, Cabin in the Sky. Mm -hmm. Old black and white movie. I thought it was great, but no one... It's hard to find movies like that because no one kept them around and no one streams them. Yes. Uh, a great example that, that one showed up in a coffee or garbage eggs, our Halloween movie breakdown, mm -hmm. yeah. Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah. I knew... You as audience most likely have not even heard of that thing. Mm -hmm. And I still highly recommend you go watch it Great. because it's it's hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> and even though it's made from what, the 40s, yeah, if not it's older. still just as funny. Mm -hmm. And it's a great situational comedy with a little macabre going on in there, yeah. which gives you enough of that Halloween vibe. Mm -hmm. And it was based on a stage play, so it kind of plays out like a play. It, yeah. It's very fun. But... I had to go into the annals of Amazon to yeah. find that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Amazon's where you found Young Guns too, right? Yep. Like, Amazon just... has been the one that I usually go to just to find some of these older ones. Mm -hmm. We lucked out finding the Exorcist, my bad. And you talk about, and, and some people might be like, well, why bother trying to keep around things like that? Why, what's the point when we have all these new cool films? And like, yeah, that's cool, but also for the sake of... Not only, like, preservation of history, but also studying. There are, like, pinpoints of history. They tell you about what was happening during the era that they came out. And as a filmmaker, sometimes it's fun to, like... It's like when you study music, going to study, like, the classics. Like yes. Bach and Beethoven and why, what they were doing can help insp inspire you with what you're currently doing. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. It's, uh... For me, currently, it's finding the time before Phil Collins was Genesis. <laughs> it was Peter Gabriel, and that's a very different band. Mm -hmm. The way we know Genesis is not the way it began, but it's kind of a way to go back and listen to how the band itself evolved and changed over time. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, the question is, are we going to go back to physical copies or digital copies just to hold on to these things because we can no longer rely on streaming services, mm -hmm. which would mean the end of streaming services, but they would keep them around to keep getting extra money. I would say just consolidate them all into one big one. It, they can't play ball with each other. I mean, but come on, it's not being little bitches. <laughs> There's no reason for Peacock and Paramount to not team up. No, a lot of them could be, like, maybe not all of them into one big streaming service, but we don't need, like, the 12 that are out there. <laughs> no, uh, HBO and 
Max, whatever happened to Discovery Plus? I mean, it has not been pumping out anything. No, it's such a shame. It's Last Hurrah was another season. We got two seasons of Ghost Adventures last year. Ugh. And I was like, that's all you have? What about the home renovation shows? What about any, like, like food shows, yeah. wackadoo romance shows. TLC? Just nothing. It, it just killed it. All it did was absorb the, the like, Discovery Channel shows, and then they all died off. <laughs> yeah. Well, they killed most of them before they absorbed whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So then, there's that. Okay, and for last week's question, which... I just went in there and found out it did not drop on Spotify last week. Yeah, whoops. I am sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything was already there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that wasn't released. It is now released as of me recording this. Only two people answered the question, and that's fine. I knew we would start out slow and humble yep, before yep, yep. we keep going. Yep. <laughs> so we got... uh. What's his name? Which one? Uh, Zero to Hero. Yeah. Right? He says, re. the question was, what do we do with Kang? Do we recast him or move on from Kang? Right? Mm -hmm. And we got two answers here as of this recording. And one is to recast and the other one is to just move on. Interesting. Interesting that the only two answers are opposites. <laughs> yes. And the recast that Zero to Hero has is uh, Aldous Hodge. Aldous Hodge played uh, Hawkman in Black Adam. Yeah. Which I would say he is probably some of the better parts of that movie, along with Dr. Fate. Yes. Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. But I also have a weird thing for Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan's great. What a, what a cutie. <laughs> I, I drink coffee every morning looking at a picture of Pierce Brosnan smoking a cigar, drinking whiskey. So yeah. We have a too luxurious picture of Pierce Brosnan. Framed in <laughs> silver and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real picture. Um, no, Aldous Hodge. Great choice, I would yep. say. Amazing. I would love to see it. Yeah, and one thing that I always look for in the recasting of a character is... Can we get them to even act similar or look similar? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think he could do both here. Uh, yes. I think all this is a, definitely a great choice. Yes. You know? 10 out of 10. It, it's, also, it's not like he's going to be doing anything with DC anytime soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sadly, that's the end of that. But after watching Echo, mm -hmm. I feel like we could move away from... Kang. Yeah. The whole multiverse stuff is so... Like, not... People didn't like it. It's not working out the way they wanted it to. It's more convoluted and stupid than I want. <laughs> so, dropping Kang... Like, I, I see the argument for it. Now, the other response was a stereotypical gamer. Stereotype. Woo! Stereotype. Sorry. <laughs> um, His response is very interesting. Use the multiverse to back out of this. How? Basically make the multiverse uh, be like, hey, this isn't working out and we need to get rid of Kang. Do that. And then what he was proposing is just reboot the MCU with Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Damn, like really hard. Hard just cut. That might, you know what, at this point, maybe. And I was like, that's <laughs> actually, I never thought of that idea. 
-hmm. I really like to play with it. I'm going to play with it throughout the week in my mind, see if I could try and figure out how they would fit that in. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause like we 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 rewatched Iron Man yesterday. Yes. Um, and going back to the humble beginnings of Marvel, you really realize just how out of hand it's gotten now with how many characters and crisscrossing plot lines and yep. all the magic MacGuffins and their different rules and everything. And so yeah, maybe maybe just a nice little reset would be would be pretty cool. <laughs> it was also just nice to see just Tony. Yeah. Like, yeah, War Machine's in it, because, of course, Rhodey's an important yeah, character. Pepper, yeah. Happy Hogan, and uh, Obadiah. Yeah. Uh, the mention of Ten Rings. Yeah, but, like, it's and, just... It's, and then, yeah, Nick Fury at the very end. It's its own contained story. Yes. Too often, Marvel Stories is, like, half its own contained story, half setting up something for something we won't even see in a TV show, or 200 years down the line, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean... They've gotten too out of hand with themselves. Yes. Too heavy-handed with this idea. Mm-hmm. So next up, we're going to go into the box office. Box office trolls! Woo! Um, mean Girls came out this week. Yes, it did. That's the only one I know of. So Mean Girls comes in at number one at, Jesus, 28 million. Did you see the video of people realizing it was a musical? No. There's this great... So they're filming in the theater, so everything's dark, and we're watching the screen, and Katie's sitting there. That's the main character. She's sitting there, and then suddenly, like, the lighting shifts on screen, and she starts singing, and you hear the crowd just go, oh, <laughs> as they're realizing what this movie actually is. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, next up was The Beekeeper, a new action movie with uh, Jason Statham. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see it when it hits Netflix. I, it doesn't... I don't remember seeing a trailer, but I might have. I don't know. <laughs> it played during when I was watching football. Uh, and yeah, you're not really participating in that. I'm usually playing Ooblets. Yep, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonka fell to number three. Mm-hmm. Number four, Anyone But You. Okay. Number five, Migration. Okay. Number six, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Damn. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. Still holding on. Night Swim dropped from second to seventh this week. Ooh. Horror movies are always... And it also... Because like, if you want to see a horror movie, you see it the week it comes out. Uh, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Bloomhouse. Yep. Bloomhouse is also Get Out, yep. Us, and Nope. Yeah. But is it Bloomhouse or Bloomhouse. is it mostly Monkey Paw Productions? <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, Jason Bloom just gave his money to yes. Jordan Peele so that he can make those quality movies. Mm-hmm. But still, there's some tie there. And then Atomic Monster, which is uh, James Wan. Yeah. Conjuring, Insidious, Saw. Aquaman. Aquaman, <laughs> yep. But let's not forget... La Llorona, Annabelle Creation, oh my God. Annabelle, hate all of them. The Nun 2, which I couldn't even get a quarter of the way through. Ugh. It was so bad. Well, they also had Five Nights at Freddy's. Is Atomic Monster Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, no. Sorry. The Bloom. Bloom Houses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's really... There's, what, I would say... 
two-thirds of a chance it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah, you're really rolling the dice. Like, when they're good, they are good. When they're not, ooh, you're not surprised. <laughs> the Boys in the Boat, still carrying on at eight. Good for them. Uh, the Book of Clarence. Never heard of it. This is the... Oh, is this this one with... Aw, oh, damn, what's his name? Oh, no. It's like a Roman soldier. Who is it? It's... Clarence is a black guy. No, but like, um... And he has black disciples, and I guess they think he's Jesus? Isn't... Uh, it's a comedy, right? Yes. And, God, who plays Obi-Wan? Ewan McGregor. Isn't Ewan McGregor in it? Oh, it's the Roman? Yeah. Who's trying to... Isn't that him? Prove that... He basically wants to kill him. Well, Clarence is trying to prove that he's divine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's not. You're way off. That's James McAvoy. I knew it was one of them. <laughs> yeah, was, I could see his big, pretty blue eyes, but I couldn't remember the rest of the face around it. <laughs> uh, that's a fun concept already. I do want to see it. <laughs> Crazy. First week, it's only number nine. I don't think it marketed very well. I barely saw ads for it. Well, yeah. Watch. When it comes out for everyone else to, to rent or stream... It's mm-hmm. going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, number 10 was The Iron Claw. Enough said there. All right. I heard it's super sad. Yeah. I heard it's way Who, sad. Who's the distributor? I know it's A24. A24. It's a real gamble between disturb and sad. And I thought this would be on the disturb side. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't want to blow out the mic. Okay, we watched a ton of stuff. We did. More than just Echo. Yeah. A24, you guys got a special place in my heart, but we'll get there. We'll get to talk about their new TV show that makes me a little uncomfortable. (laughs) What's what we're starting with? We're going to start with Netflix. Delicious in Dungeon. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I was like, sure, whatever. I'll do another anime. Let's, Let's see what this is. It's coming out right now. And... The trailer, he goes, what we're going to do is we're going to go into this dungeon and we're going to kill and eat the monsters until I save my sister. Yeah. And I was like, that's a stupid concept. Let's see what it is. Instantly fell in love. I was so intrigued because I heard about the manga when it was coming out. Like really? years ago. And I was like, that sounds great. But I don't want to read a manga because mm-hmm. I don't ever have time to read. The manga's <laughs> done. Yeah. Well, which I... means they can tell the full story without any potential... Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. or uh, One Piece. Yep, yep. Or, yeah, honestly, Netflix and the One Piece episode thing, what is going on there? I know. They, like, skip 400 episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was really confusing. Not delicious and dungeon. Also, speaking of uh, One Piece, Emily Rudd voices the elf mage girl lady, who is the live-action actress playing Nami. Yep. In One Piece. Yep. She's great. She's sweet. <laughs> I like their uh, their German dwarf guy. Yeah. He's voiced by Sung One, who's great. It's it's funny. It So the story is these dun- dungeoneers? Adventurers? Yeah, they go into this dungeon to just kill monsters to make money, right? Yeah. His sister gets eaten. The main guy's sister gets eaten. Yeah. He decides to tell who's left of his team you know just go and i'll just go 
back in the dungeon by myself to save my sister. Mm -hmm. I have enough time before she gets digested by this red dragon. Because they don't have any money. Yeah, and they have no food. Yeah, so... And then they're like, no, we want to stay with you. And he's like, fine. And then makes that proposition Mm -hmm. that they're just going to live in the dungeon until they get her. And then my favorite, we find out... That the main knight dude, who seems so stoic, he Le- seems like Laos, Laos or something like that. Yeah, he's a, so stoic, so like like oh. pinnacle of knighthood. And then they get in, and he's this, like this talking is my about favorite part about, about eating a scorpion. And they're like, okay, you sound a little too excited. And then he's like, actually, all along, I've always really loved monsters. And he's geeking out about it. <laughs> they're showing you monsters, and he's like. You gotta admit, some of them look delicious, didn't they? <laughs> and those two companions are like, no. <laughs> At one point, he just calls him a psychopath. Yeah, he's, he is. <laughs> it's really, and they actually teach you about cooking, which is cool. Yep. And cooking monsters, you learn about the uh, biomes, mm-hmm. the behaviors of Which the monsters i love i love like deep lore things like the monster does this because it because of this biological reason yep i was like that's fun yeah <laughs> it's like a bestiary <laughs> it is and you know i was like why did it take so long for this to become an anime and this should have been an rpg game it should be honestly it, it's like monster hunter meets breath of the wild but you're stuck in a dungeon and you're just Killing monsters to cook them. Like, mix it, like a little bit of Harvest Moon, you know? Yep. Um, it probably took a long time to become an anime because Studio Trigger is animating it. Mm-hmm. And they are so slow because <laughs> they do a million things. <laughs> the, the only thing I can say about Trigger here is at least they're not doing what they did with uh, Edge Runners. Yeah, it's more like, you never watch Little Witch Academia, but it's a lot more like that. It's like simple, cute stretchy enough to be funny but not an eyesore <laughs> okay yeah i didn't like edge runners no hated it all of it <laughs> and everybody hated that episode <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> so echo came out yes it's the first mcu television show to be dropped in its full entirety yeah and to be rated tvma great choice but both great choices um because I would not... I'm so sick of having to come back weekly to things. Yes. <laughs> and especially with something like Echo. Like, there's a lot of characters. We're bouncing around a lot. It would make a lot of skips and jumps. And mm-hmm. if you've seen Echo and you're probably like, yeah, no, that makes sense what you're saying. I was reading about the production of this show. Mm-hmm. So Echo's supposed to be a spinoff of Hawkeye. Yeah. Where the character shows up. And she went off to go have a vendetta against Kingpin. Yes. The show was filmed two years ago. Yeah. And it was supposed to be eight episodes. But once they were done, Kevin Feige was looking at it and he was like, this doesn't work. So they had to chop and dice and do some reshoots and they came down to a condensed five episode season. Mm-hmm. There is violence. Nothing yeah. too crazy. Yeah, like, you know, regular Just amounts of... gun violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> superpowers. Couple of cool superpowers here and there. Which, there's a theory that she's actually a mutant. Um, that could... And I was like, the... that makes sense. It is uh, hereditary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my boy showed up. I guess all yeah, our boys showed barely. up. Barely. I wanted more. Oh, dude, it was so cool. <laughs> 
you just have to watch the first episode and you'll see him and you'll just have way too much fun. I really liked the how everyone knew sign language. That was very cool. And then it made sense later when when she was like arguing with uh kingpin about something mm -hmm. and she's like you never even bothered to learn to sign language on your own and it's like no you don't actually care and it's like ooh, mic drop <laughs> yeah no but he did mm. so he beat her there because he made or had someone else make this technology yeah where he was able to speak spoken words and then it would sign for her through her uh like a contact lens it was a contact lens yeah well was... his was yeah, I'm not going to give away spoilers there. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I loved it. I thought it was probably one of the best things Marvel's done for their TV shows. Yep. Especially in a long while. And if you are a fan of Daredevil and you feel a little hesitant about this, mm -hmm. there are things in there about Kingpin that are direct references to the Netflix series. Yes. Kind of got me in a giggle. Mm-hmm. Rabbit in a snowstorm. We're, I saw it. We're setting up some things. And you were like, you're the biggest nerd I've ever met. <laughs> and I was like, you don't get it. It's so important. I always heard it as polar bear in a snowstorm. Well, that's not what this story's about. Well, I, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I liked Echo. I liked how short and simple it was. Uh, she was cool. All Every character was fun. Could have been one episode longer. Yes, and it should have been focused more on family. Yeah. Because we make way too many leaps with the family. It's specifically her relationship with Bonnie. I feel like it never Got had a shafted. real resolution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also to set up Henry and Biscuits more. Just something. Just a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, Biscuits and his dog Billy Jack. Yeah. I felt like they were supposed to be comic relief. I'm glad they didn't go too goofy with them. Like, they were fun. Yeah, but I felt like... And also, time with her grandfather. I can't yeah. remember his name. He owned the pawn shop. Scully. Scully. I remember. Because that's a very unique name. <laughs> the only two characters I know have it. <laughs> so I do recommend Echo, especially as a redeeming thing of Marvel. Yeah, you don't really need to know much about Marvel to just dive you, right in. You don't even have to watch Hawkeye, yet I would totally recommend yes, it. Yes, Hawkeye is so funny. It's so good. <laughs> Pizza dog. Highly recommend it. <laughs> we finished Monarch. Yeah. Legacy of Monsters. Finally. I know, how many episodes were there? There was... Twelve? Eight? It felt like... Ten? Months. Because they were releasing weekly. It felt like forever for the show to finally finish. <laughs> and where we ended the entire show was, I felt like it was the end of the King of the Monsters yeah. and the beginning of Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. And these things I've been reading, they're like, oh, it's going to explain why Godzilla turns pink. No, it doesn't. It sure didn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did it explain? Not much. Oh, the, the, uh. Like, we diddled with hidden, the... Hidden Earth? Yeah, like the underground Earth thing. We t Basically, the main thing Hollow is... Hollow Earth, that's what it's called. It, like, time is slower down there. Yes. So that's why, the especially with these monsters, they're living years and years and years and years because down there, an hour is, like, a year on regular Earth. Yeah, uh, some spoilers about how that works. They went down... At the end, mm -hmm. they're there for what twenty seven minutes, like maybe maybe an hour or something total. Yeah, it was know. a relatively short amount of time, and when they came back, it had been two years. Yeah, so and where we left off, I was like, 
I'm still confused. Yeah, there's a whole subplot with the character May, with her, like, stupid secret spy shit. Technology. It's so that, that dumb went nowhere. and boring. And it uh, also, as all, a, not nearly enough monsters, in general. <laughs> all villains become good guys? Yes. Uh, the one th- adversary they really ha- thought they had was Godzilla. Yeah. But even then, he became a good guy because he stopped the wyvern from from attacking them. I can't believe you're still surprised he did that attack. I'm just surprised he did it from so close. (laughs) He likes to get close and personal. (laughs) I thought it was dumb. It was way too long, also. The the thing is, I've been wondering is, what's his name? Uh, Russell. Russell Crowe? Lee Shaw? That's not Crowe. Oh. But Shaw. Shaw's character. What is it? Kurt Russell. Yes. <laughs> they are not alike. Um, no. <laughs> My B. <laughs> uh, he's so important to Monarch. He actually pretty much built Monarch. Yeah. Him and... um, I don't remember her name. And Bill Randa and Keiko. That was her Bill, name. Bill Randa is in... He's played by John Goodman. Mm-hmm. In uh, Skull Island. I'm going to be honest. I don't think when Durs gets old, I don't think he's going to look like John Gunn. Me either. <laughs> Great acting choice, though. He did amazing. Yeah, no, everyone did good with their acting, even uh, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one actor I would actually want to kind of go, no, I didn't like their performance, was Kentaro. He just, I I felt like he did fine. He just didn't get to do anything. Yeah, and even at the end, he seemed like a bad guy. After episode... And I was like, I don't get it, because we skipped two years, and last yeah. time I saw you, you and your dad were crying in his office. Episode three ends, and that's kind of the end of Kentaro. Like, he tags along, but he doesn't push the plot forward. He doesn't have any revolutionary ideas or character moments he barely talks to anybody anymore he's mostly just like i still want to find dad and that's it so i felt kentaro in general got really shafted yes we also never explained why godzilla was out in the middle of the desert no which there's so much like it felt like they wrote the story and they're like oh man there's like 12 episodes where there are no monsters we need a monster to show up uh, Godzilla pops out of the desert. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a second season. No. I really don't think there's a reason to put in the money. Nope. Uh, the, the only thing that I would say it helps you with is understanding Monarch just slightly more, but not enough to where you have a full grasp of it. Yeah. And the Hollow Earth, which is going to play a major part in New Empire. Yeah. We've been setting up the Hollow Earth thing for a while. Is here we, this is it. <laughs> okay, next up, The Exorcist. Yeah, I mentioned it before. We uh, it was it, that big list that we have a hundred. Now we're down to like ninety-eight movies on there. Roll a die, see what number you get. Pick a random movie and watch it. We got The Exorcist, kinda. We kind of just picked The Exorcist. Well, <laughs> the way that worked. So we rolled the die, and we got Gran Turismo. Uh-huh. And I was like. I don't want to pay for more Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> just to watch this terrible movie. I know it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. So you rolled it again, and we got uh, the Batman. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to sit for four I, hours. <laughs> I don't know who liked that movie. 
or even liked it. You definitely don't talk about it basically every week. (laughs) I was just like, I'm not in the mood to watch the Batman right now. Yeah, I love the Batman, but like, I don't know. (laughs) Do you admit with me that That, it is the best Batman movie ever? Yeah, I've said a moment. There we go. It's been told. But we weren't in the, the mood for it, and I just came across The Exorcist, and I knew after watching The Exorcist New Beginning. Yeah, we watched the... the. It's a prequel. Mm-hmm. And then we also watched Believer. Which is a sequel. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the thing we're missing here is the original. Yes. And you hadn't seen it, which I thought was really weird. Oh. I didn't like... I didn't watch horror movies until around... When I met you. Yes. Because my sister is a big a scaredy baby. cat. Yeah. She yeah. can't stand she gets nightmares so easily. <laughs> to me it's always interesting to watch the horror films that are regarded as great. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a million can come out and one every twenty years is the one. Yeah. You know? To actually like truly terrorize you. <laughs> and the exorcist Came out in the 70s. Big one. Made huge waves. You can see it was shot on film. People were throwing up in the theater. People were running out and fainting. Yeah. So, how do you feel? Ah! I see how this was revolutionary, especially for the time. Especially Mm -hmm. because everything is practical. Yes. And, like, some things, even now, I'm like, I don't know how they did her floating above the bed. I know it was something practical practical but that's really cool i in this current day and age don't know how they did it someone in the 70s is gonna think it's actual witchcraft you know <laughs> i'm pretty sure she had a, a harness on yeah and wires mm-hmm. but there's also that's a great scene mm-hmm. it's a very um famous scene yeah because you have the two priests shouting together the power of christ compelled and they do it for a while because like usually with these things it's like they say three times and something happens nope they keep chanting it until she finally descends back into her bed um but yeah and she does some pretty crazy stuff you know throughout the movie Uh, a lot of a lot of obscene swearing some violent stuff and like yeah that's all uh, a lot but i don't know compared to movies in this era it was kind of only a man it wouldn't have impressed me if there was not the prestige of this movie. And I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I say you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> because we have to start somewhere. Yes. And that was a building block. That was a fundamental building block towards horror mm-hmm. and religion. Yeah, I will totally... Like, yes. It was... We would not have the horror today... Yeah, The Conjuring wouldn't be a thing without it. Yeah, Saw 10 would... Because that's the thing that's really been sitting with me, you know? (laughs) When I think about things that creeped me out, I think about her sucking the bone marrow out of her leg. (laughs) But because things have advanced so far, and we've now reached new levels of horror, psychological horror, like any any moment from The Green Knight was leaps and bounds more terrifying than... All of the Exorcist. Well, that's not fair. Well, it's not fair, but I can't... Because the whole point of the movie is to scare me. I wasn't scared because I've seen all these other things. And in comparison, you can... It is more vanilla. But seeing it as the time capsule it is, great respect. It was chocolate. It sure was. (laughs) It was chocolate in the 70s and it mellowed out to become vanilla. I can say, compared to Believer, 
Um, Believer fundamentally did not understand anything that made The Exorcist good. And, <laughs> and that was part of the, one of the reasons why I showed you. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you saw what made The Exorcist so great. Yep. Compared to what Believer was. Believer was just a hack job. It was so, like, it, it completely... For me, one of the most intriguing things was no matter what you saw, no matter what happened... There was always the speculation of, well, it, it wasn't possession. It could have just been this, some sort of neurosis, something else. She just had spasms. No, the whole bed was shaking. No, 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 no. She just had spasms. You know, things like that. Yeah, you know, they talk about the superhuman strength of yeah. adrenaline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they, they try to debunk it with science. There's yeah. science at that time. The, the movie's long. It's a long two and a half hours. It's only two hours. It's in a lot of it. You don't see any real, you know, evil paranormal stuff. Delary. Some things here or there. It's mostly just trying to scientifically find an answer. Until all options are exhausted and we must go to exorcism. Yeah. And I did appreciate that there was no like, oh, she did a, a specific thing to be possessed. Like we see she was playing with a Ouija board at yeah. one point in time. But there's no moment where we see it suck into her body or anything and i can tell you right now i've played with uh a ouija yeah we have and uh that's all fake oh it's so lame (laughs) Uh, if you ever see someone using it on a tv program like zach Uh it's so fake it's the most fake thing so (laughs) don't buy into that one Mm -hmm. but at that time they were also very superstitious Mm -hmm. you know and that plays heavily into the subconscious of the viewer. Mm-hmm. While us here in 2024, we could make leaps and bounds about her mental health. We could. Another thing was back in the day, especially, you know, the fear demons have, like the grip it has on Christians who truly believe in those things, was a lot more prevalent. People were a lot more Christian back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we don't really believe in that thing anymore. Like, people still believe. There are still Christians out there. But it's not... I'm not I'm not sitting there watching a demon thinking it's, it could actually happen. Back in the 70s, that could totally have been a reality. Yes. <laughs> I love the statue of Satan. It is more simple than I expected. Did you see his... I did! <laughs> it was a unique choice. <laughs> I would love that and put it in front of my house with a fountain. <laughs> nice <laughs> well that's just me i'm i'm just weird like that mm-hmm. uh, i'm glad you saw the exorcist and you enjoyed it for what it was it was good it was really good uh, i forgot how dark that ending was yeah and short uh, again the the version i watched years ago was the director's cut mm-hmm. and we watched the theatrical so a lot of that beginning stuff i was like what are we doing yeah <laughs> um as for where was I going with that? The ending? Yeah, I don't remember the ending being like that, but it's been so much time. Yeah. In fact, it's been way too much time. <laughs> we saw Iron Man. Yep, I mentioned that again. That was the other film on the list. Mm-hmm. My pick, finally. The other two were your picks. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. I know you were talking about it earlier, and I brought it up while we were watching it. It's weird to see how well-grounded that movie actually is. Yes. And what... Grounded by the means that Tony goes off to Afghanistan. Yeah, I think. 
Or Iraq. They might not specify. I, I'm I pretty remember. sure he was in Afghanistan. Yeah. And that was the big war at that time. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was about uh, ironmongers. Mm-hmm. And weapons trades and all that. And that's a big relevant thing at that time. It still and is. Tony to decides, you know what, I'm going to stop this. Mm-hmm. And so he becomes his own superhero. And there's fun shenanigans with Tony. Yeah. And it was just plain Jane simple. It was a superhero movie. Yeah, it was a story first. There was a beginning, middle, and end. Yep. So Where the beginning really grounds itself in reality. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it just kind of gets carried away. We see the development of the character. Yep. It's, I love it. It's, uh, there's a reason I put it on my list. It might be my favorite Marvel movie, just for the perfect simplicity of it. And also, Tony's a very fun character. Very yeah, fun and sassy. Robert Downey Jr. put his all into it. <laughs> all of phase one, I would say Iron Man is the better of all of them, mm-hmm. film-wise. Yes. But the actual funnest one is Avengers. Yes. I would argue if anything could compete fittingly, it would be Captain America, the first Avenger. <laughs> no. It's I like that. That one's too goofy. It's it's not too goofy. Dude, he picks up a trash can lid. Like he's got a shield and uh, Oh, he did do that. Uh, oh, you you're get right. it? You got it? He's oh, he's gonna use a shield. I forgot I you know what? You know what I was think I just think about the Howling Commandos because I like them a lot. <laughs> you wanna know a weird fun fact? After he gets a super serum, yeah. and there's that uh, German Nazi spy guy, yes. and he chases him down, and then he bites into his tooth, which was the cyanide pill. That guy, that's Thor and Oakenshield. Oh, is it really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> so yeah, no, see, going back to the very beginning of the MCU and seeing the humble beginnings mm-hmm. was very appreciative, especially after watching Echo. Yeah. And being like, this has kind of gotten out of hand. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing wrong with Echo. I still would recommend it. It just Marvel in general feels very overwhelming. Yes. Iron Man is very nice in comparison. <laughs> it is. Now, A24. Yeah. We watched a movie that I came across, and I've been waiting to watch this one. Mm-hmm. It's a strong indie film. Yep. About a male porn star. Yes. Down on his luck, who has ED. Yes. Trying to get back into the industry. It's called Red Rocket? Red Rocket. Um, starring Simon Rex. Did it win awards? Uh, it won some indie awards, yes. Nice. It deserved it. it. It did the syndicate and everything. Nice. It's not your typical film. It is very uh, avant-garde. It's, yeah. It's like, in the way they tell the story. Like we're talking about the three-act structure. That isn't really a thing here. It's more like just pieces of a life yep. leading from one point to the next and you were right to compare it to the florida project which is also an a24 film yeah is it really yes it's i put it the way i put it it's, it's like the perfect midground between the florida project and napoleon dynamite so if you've seen those two films you can kind of guess and what and <laughs> red rocket's about <laughs> believe it or not napoleon dynamite is also an indie film yeah it was one of those indie films that just broke through i really love stories about like simple let's be honest poor folks it like they're just day-to-day lives yeah down their weird little schedules in their town and whatever down in the rut Mm -hmm. lacking financial security making friends going on adventures yep doing whatever shooting the breeze just moving (laughs) with the flow yeah it was great i really like red rocket so if you're a cinephile i highly recommend red rocket Mm mm-hmm 
I highly recommend all three of those movies I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an average viewer, you probably would not like it. No. Well, there's a lot of man penis. <laughs> yes. Well, like I said, pornographic actor. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of sex scenes. Yes. Now, with that being said, A24 made a new TV show. Yes. Right off the heels of Beef. Yeah. Beef is also an A24 show. Mm-hmm. But this one is called The Curse. Yes. You want to tell us about The Curse? It's starring Nathan Fielding? Fielder? Fetterman? Uh, no, it's definitely not that. <laughs> it's definitely Nathan Fieldman or something like that. Okay. Uh, and Emma Stone. Yes. Um, and the director of... Uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's also directing, writing, and producing, mm-hmm. along with Nathan. It's like the story about it, the fun world of gentrification. <laughs> <laughs> They're like home renovation. They're trying to do a home renovation show. Yes. Uh, in this like small part of a mostly Hispanic town. It's called España, yeah. New Mexico. And it's weird it's hard to explain there's some magic maybe yep. perhaps paranoia we've hinted there's it's creepy you're gonna feel uncomfortable oh oh <laughs> so cinematography is off the charts in this thing mm-hmm. just like red rocket red rocket had some amazing cinematography amazing use of lighting with colors yep oh my god <laughs> like and... there was a point where he was cast in an entirely green because he felt sick rather than just have him say, I don't feel good. Yes. Great. Amazing. <laughs> just because Emma Stone's in it doesn't mean it's a typical Emma Stone thing. No. It's awkward. It's very... We linger too long on the scenes where you start to feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's the main character's name? Asher. Asher. Yep. Played by Nate, right? Yep. He... Makes some bad decisions, and then he has to try and fix them as best as he can. Mm-hmm. But you also get the sense that he's also the bad guy of the entire story. It's hard to tell. Like, who's the bad guy? Do I want to root for these people? Yeah. Do I not? It's is, And we're saying it'll make you uncomfortable. That's the point. Uh-huh. It wants to make you squirm. Well, I talked about Nathan earlier in the last episode. Where I said, Nathan for you, mm-hmm. where he started out. Yeah. If you want to watch a really cringy episode just to get the gist of his comedy, <laughs> it's his pizza episode. It might be episode two, honestly. <laughs> oh my god. It's a funny concept. And then when you see him actually trying to sell people these pizzas mm-hmm. and them wanting to beat him up. <laughs> it was when he like actually befriended the bounty hunter guy. And they were playing catch with each other. After becoming complete rivals and hating each other, he made him his friend. <laughs> he actually hired a, a bounty hunter to hunt him down. And there's this great scene where the the bounty hunter actually catches him in his car. Mm-hmm. And he goes, get out of the car. And so as he gets out of the car and comes around the car, it's a totally different <laughs> dude. And the bounty hunter's like, what the fuck? And no, it, it, like you see it in real time. You mm-hmm. don't know where Nate went. But this actor just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. He puts in a hundred 
like way too much effort into every single thing. Yeah. Like for like one of the things was how do you clean your house faster? How do you get the like Oh oh my god, like, with the hundred maids? Yeah, like rather than having like two maids cleaning for a hundred hours, have like a hundred maids cleaning Clean for, for like a hour. minute yeah. or something. And it was so crazy. Really weird. <laughs> and he uh yeah, this whole show, The Curse, it it's hard to get through all the episodes the whole thing's out now but once you get like two episodes in it's like i don't feel good <laughs> yeah there, there was times it's been me mostly turning it off going like okay that's enough for today yeah it just it makes me uncomfortable it just, and then it just lingers with you it's not like an 824 movie where it'll linger with you it's it just episode after episode after episode and you're just sitting there being like why <laughs> why did we see it that way we saw one shot through a peephole of like a like a door. a door and then at the end it zoomed out to show the door and i'm like why what was the importance of this it felt too scary like we were <laughs> their neighbors looking through the peephole of our door to see them have their interaction in the hallway mm -hmm. and then pulled out so the way the camera work is is that we're in these weird angles mm -hmm. and we're always peering into their lives almost like we're just some weird bystander just happening to peek into their private lives it's so creepy i do recommend it yes um no, the can... production is very high quality yes <sighs> thinking about it makes my arms feel weird <laughs> and here's the weird one here's the kicker Peacock dropped a prequel series, technically a reboot, mm -hmm. for the comedy, Seth MacFarlane's comedy, yeah. Ted. Yeah. Now, Ted came out in 2012. Yeah. I was wrong. It hasn't been 10 years. It's been 12 years since Ted. Woof. <laughs> <coughs> Ted starred a talking teddy bear, foul mouth, party hazard with uh, Mark Wahlberg. There was a sequel. I think the sequel was way better. I agree. And then they ran into a lot of production issues and decided to do this TV series. Yeah. Where it's seven episodes. Now we're back to the character John, who's the guy who owns the teddy bear. He, we're back. He's in high school. Yep. He's a high schooler with his talking teddy and, bear. And Ted is done with his whole Hollywood career. So he's a burnout. Yeah. And how did you feel? I didn't... It wasn't horrible. Okay. It, there was some funny moments. God, there's some really funny moments. I'm going to say the first two episodes were the weakest. Yes. Like, the first episode especially is the, hard. The first episode's through. the longest episode, and it's 50 minutes long. It's so... And none of the jokes land. But, oh, my God. <laughs> but if you can stomach it and get through it, which is the saddest thing, you should never have to say that about your project, right? Yeah. You will be rewarded. Mm -hmm. You will have funny laughs later on. Yeah, it does get funnier and funnier as the season goes on. Yep. Um, and the whole thing's out in one. It, it all dropped. I watched it in one day. Which, oh, good. Because that was one that could not survive a weekly release schedule. <laughs> no. I would have lost interest. And the, the kid who plays John did a great job. Yeah, except for everyone's fake Boston accents. <laughs> well, that, I think that was the joke. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I think they were making fun of Bostonians about eh. that. <laughs> uh, Ted is still Seth MacFarlane. Yep, he's still doing it. It's still the same old jokes. Still crushing it. I saw an interview with him recently yeah. where he was talking about um, Peter, 
was Griffin. put into Fortnite. Did you hear about this? Yes. Uh, no, well, I didn't hear what Seth had to say. Well, it says that he was talking about it, and in the middle of his interview, he non-sequitured his own conversation. And everyone's like, no wonder that's what happens. Like, he was talking about Peter being in Fortnite and how they had to go with a different body model. And then he talked about how it was like that one time on a magazine where someone put Oprah's head on a different lady's body. Does anyone remember when that fiasco happened? And it was like, we were talking about Peter, and now we're over here talking about Oprah. <laughs> But that's the mind of Seth MacFarlane. Mm -hmm. And we grew up with it. Yeah. We love his work. I I love A Million Ways to Die in the West. I think the non-sequiturs are very funny. I didn't love A Million Ways to Die in the West, but it wasn't horrible. Too many poop jokes. (laughs) Yeah, he, well, he got so bored. He wrote, directed, and starred, and still wrote a book while doing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was so bored doing it. Uh, I... I think Ted is one of those fun comedies, just like uh, Please Don't Destroy, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain. Or I was going to say, like Please Don't Destroy is way funnier. <laughs> it is funnier, but also it's nice to see these old-fashioned comedies coming back mm-hmm. in some capacity. Ted is good. If you have nothing to watch, just put it on. You'll, it's not, you'll have a good time. Oh, trust me. You don't have to see their actions. You just have to hear the dialogue, and mm-hmm. you'll be like, that was pretty funny. The Halloween episode is the best one. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas episode was really sad. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it had a nice ending, you know? Yeah, they resolved their issues, but still, I was like, we really wanna bring in Republicanism in here? Yeah, it is <laughs> Seth, so. <laughs> and he's making fun of it. So there we go. That was garbage. No, box office trolls. Mm-hmm. I need to stop coming up with these names you need to stop coming up with like two word names <laughs> i know right <laughs> so it's the, pokemon news yeah to end it all off is pokemon news and you want to hear the bad news or the good news bad news first bad news first let's do this bad news is pokemon horizons the new anime series based on uh paldea e? Is delayed in the U.S. for two weeks. That sucks. What? When is it coming out? It's March seventh. Damn. It will be on Netflix. Damn. I have to wait through all of stupid February. Boo. The good news <laughs> is uh, Pokemon's birthday is in February, so we'll get to celebrate Pokemon Day with Nintendo. Woo. And there is too many rumors to not address the fact. We will get two new Pokemon games this year. Mm-hmm. Mainstream entries. What day is Pokemon Day? I thought it was February 20th. Uh, it might be. We'll look it up. It's somewhere. <laughs> we'll cover Pokemon Day when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited. But these two games are the games that I talked about a couple episodes ago. About. Mm-hmm. There will be... A Johto remake yeah. in some capacity. Like a, le- a Legend Celebi is what a lot of people are theorizing. Yep. And then a black and white remake where we're going back to Unova. Yeah. And it's time for Unova to be rebooted. These are, I mean, there's so many things hinting towards it. One of the characters in the DLC. Is from Unova. Yep. And another one was, and she, another one visited Johto. Like she talks about that at one point in time. Yep. So, yeah, so many things are pointing that way. <laughs> also, uh, Arceus. What, what is the name of that place? Uh, it's Sinnoh, but it's called... Hisui? Yeah, Hisui. Yeah. Johto Hisui 
Sinnoh, Kanto, and Hoenn are all Japan. Yes. They're just different regions of Japan. Yes. So it would make sense to do another origin story Mm -hmm. based nearby. And then we could see the the burn tower burning down. (laughs) Which, yeah, that would be really fun to see the legendary dogs. We could theoretically give them a pre-evolution. Yes. That could be so cool. Though many people have speculated that they were actually evolutions. I do really like that theory as well. I like I both would be fun. I would be on board for any. <laughs> it, it would be fun. Yes. Uh Ho-Oh and his origins. Mhm. Mhm. Lugia, I don't really care. Yeah. I feel like Lugia got way too much attention. Yeah. Also, it's like way down there in the ocean and whatever. Yeah, it sleeps there. Yawn. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited. I want both of these. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just a remake of Johto, like, let's go Johto. Yeah. Even that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, and then, like, maybe Legends Victini. Yeah. That would also be fun. You got to really do it right, though. Well, I told you my theories. If we do a Legends Victini, mm-hmm. that the bad guy has to be from Galar. Yeah. And the main champion of Unova that you look up to, his main Pokemon is Bravery. Yeah. And your best friend is actually from Kalos. Yes. What I did there is the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, more Buffalant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fields of Buffalants. More Buffalant. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That and Tauros be. running around with them. Oh, that'd be fun. Especially if you go down into the southern region and you run into Tauros, a variant of it. A nice variant of Cacturn would be cool. Uh, how far do you think they made it through America? I, don't know. I just want all of it. <laughs> I want every. <laughs> I also just like Cacturn. <laughs> So that was Coffee Break. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, answer those questions. Yep, yep, yep. It's not homework. It's just to help us out. Yeah. Let know? us know what your thoughts and opinions are. Oh, uh, I wanted to thank you guys for those who went and watched uh, Dead Space. Yeah. I saw that everyone pretty much stopped on Chapter 11 and didn't finish the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I will tell you this. The last level is a little too long in my opinion. And that runtime actually isn't the length of the level. I record the credits mm-hmm. to uh, show my appreciation to the teams that do these games. Yeah. That, you know, me playing all the way through their game, I don't want to take any credit for that. Yeah. This is... Everyone works so hard on it. Thousands of people's hard work, and I just want them to know that I love them, and I love their dedication towards this craft. Nice. So, that's Coffee Break. That's Coffee Break. I hope you guys enjoy, and sorry for those who listen on Spotify and other streaming platforms that didn't, I, I'm yeah. going to look into why that didn't happen, because literally everything was set up. Yeah, we'll make sure that doesn't happen. It was even scheduled. Did you see when it was scheduled? No. Midnight on January 9th. Mm. It should have dropped. Maybe so, it was the new year, confused the system or something? On the 9th? I don't know. The statute of limitations of saying new year had surpassed. <laughs> Okay. Next week, we'll talk about the Emmys. Yes, the Emmys. So, see you next week. Let's go. Secession. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.